listeners and Phil, that's some sad news to give. Oh no. Very important. We need to take a moment to memorialize this. I don't know if you're aware of this, Phil. Mm-hmm. That the show Arthur, PBS show Arthur is coming to an end after decades of of running. Yes, I, I, I saw. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it was a pivotal part of my childhood. That was my favorite show as a as a youth. Yeah, and I went to, you know, it was a show that, like, uh, I can't really say I learned anything from it, but it was it was nice to watch after after school, and you know, a lot of memes spawned from it as well. And, yes. Yeah, so shows that coming to an end. I would just like to take a moment to memorialize it. So I'm gonna share a screen with Phil here. I'm gonna it's a clip I saved, and it's a very important lesson in the Arthur uh, run. Uh, you may people may notice out of context the famous you know meme of like uh, Arthur episode title Arthur's Arthur's big hit where he hits his sister. No, he hits his sister. Yeah, and it's a lesson of like don't do that because it's bad. Don't yeah, he's like I told you not to touch it, and. I personally, well, first of all, by the time the episode aired, I was way too old for the show. Mm. But also, like, DW was so annoying, and I thought she deserved to get hit. So that's just that's just me. But I don't know what your thoughts on that are, Phil. So. Uh, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> like, hitting was bad. But, yeah, I mean, but... I, I, do, I do laugh because of the way they shot it because they cut immediately. Like, Arthur's fist is coming to the camera, and then it cuts to DW falling back and then running away crying. And I always so, found that funny. So let's take a moment. Remember, the end of Arthur, the playing of that clip. Uh, can you see my screen? Can you hear my screen? Yes, yes I see myself. All right. So let's just go right here. It's going to be 20 seconds long, and I think everyone will be uh, pleasantly surprised. I'm pleased to hear this clip. Here I go! This hand of mine is burning red! Its loud roar tells me to grasp victory! Erupting! Burning! Vega! <laughs> oh, wait, no, we can't hear the clip because uh, you have headphones on. But you can hear it, right? No, I can't hear it. <laughs> okay. But I did see the title. So like the Arthur used uh burning so, finger. Yeah, so, so someone someone edited uh, the the audio of uh G Gundam where Donald uses the burning burning Gundam. <laughs> um, I have I have the clip. I will edit it into the podcast. I'll I'll something to like see if I can pull a fast one on Phil here. That's technology failed. Yes, it did. But, I mean, I did see the title, so it, that made sense. And that yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's very funny. It's like 13 years old. It's still there. Yeah. It's something, whenever I feel dead, every once in a while, if I ever feel dead, I'll just watch that clip. Always makes me feel better. <laughs> it's, so, it's actually pretty well timed, too. Like, they didn't do a lot of editing, but it makes sense in dialogue with the actions of, like, him twitching and ready to hit EW. Right. Um, so there you go. There's a lesson, people. Um, it's okay to hit your sister if you call Gundam. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking that is of hitting some sisters, life. we got uh, continue our watch of Double Season 2. That segment didn't make a lot of sense, but. No, it did not. Like, none at all. Like, you, you pulled, like, if this was, if you understood the game of basketball, you pulled up from, like, the half court line and tried to shoot the ball and the ball just completely fell short and hit a cameraman in the crowd hey i've seen some people make that shot i've seen people make that shot too but you clearly did not make that shot all right i was the guy who said this one's for this one's to end racism there we go (laughs) well i say that because nina trinity no wait her siblings are dead whatever well we'll find there's another character we we find out has a sibling he did not expect and that probably would like to hit her so, mm. anyways, mm. we're continuing on episodes, uh, I think it's four and four five, and right? Five. Yeah, yeah Reason five. to Fight and Homeland Burning. Uh, so they've, what just happened, they, they freed Hallelujah from his, the God of the Guantanamo Bay. Where he, I'm pretty sure he and Marina had to have been, been they had to have been held illegally, unconstitutionally. 
like I, I can only imagine a human rights violation, but nobody cares because yeah. of the A laws and they have just like this. Yeah, they they have no oversight. Yep, which uh Defund the A laws. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. And I don't really remember these two episodes. This episode I remember last time I said this is my favorite episode, but no, I had it mistaken with another plot that happens later on. Because mm. it's like there's some battles here, but I had it confused with the battle when they leave Earth, which I okay. thought was really cool. This is not that battle. Okay, well, so we'll yeah. find out what these two episodes are about. Um, yeah, you know, it's more, I think what I recall it's more Saji Louis stuff. <laughs> you know, favorite everyone's favorites. Right. Oh God. But this time there's like a lot of a lot more angst in between, so it's like it's it's not as fun to make fun of because like one is dealing with PTSD. While the other one is just, you know, being a loser. Yep. And we'll we'll find out. And this we're gonna try a very special function. Is that on Hulu, which we're watching double all has a watch party function. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna be me and Phil are gonna be truly synchronized. Yes. So uh we're trying it for the very first time. If it goes wrong, we apologize ahead of time. And uh Hulu cut the check. <laughs> Alright, so we're starting the party in three, two, one, let's go. Oh, it has a, it has uh, a countdown. So oh, look at that. Whoa, it has a countdown. That's crazy. Uh, I have the dumb uh, version, right? You have the dumb version? Uh, I am watching season one, episode one. Oh, shoot. All right. I think we. I think I can control this. Okay. Uh, or I think I have to end the watch party. Let me see. Is the watch party ended? Uh, no. Oh, it's still so still- you select the episode, then you start a watch party. Oh, that makes this more sense. Like, this is so great. <laughs> That's okay. I've been watching uh watching a podcast dedicated to the OC, and that's two of the actual actors from the show, and they it's about as professional as them. Uh, does that mean not very professional? I've I mean, never they seen... have like real they have like real money into it and production values. I don't feel as bad. Uh, well, I mean, I've never seen the OC because I, I care I, not for Orange County. Uh, I love the OC. Coming to you soon. <laughs> OC watch podcast. <laughs> Where Philip, who knows nothing of California, gets to sit down and, you know, watch it with Eric, who tells him all about California and all these bougie people. Yeah, so I'll so offer about rich white people. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a single black person. I don't think there's ever a single black person in the entire series. Oh, really? Not even as a background to be, character? To be fair, yeah. this is Newport. Newport Beach, California in the early 2000s. I don't think there were a lot of black people. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, not, so even that, as back, not even as background characters. Yeah, so, wow, so they're, so they're worse than friends. Alright, so I gave you the watch party link. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I got it. I'm All pulling right, it up cool. now. So yeah, so that show just told me that they're worse than friends, and friends had like four black people throughout its seven seasons was dating one of the main characters. So, so. is it playing for you right now? Uh, it's, it says joining the party, so it's loading right now. All right, so I think I'm assuming you'll join when I join. Okay, so now okay. now it's, it's loaded up. <laughs> it's like someone's watching an ad. Payback will yeah. resume soon. Yes, it's I'm watching an ad for She-Hulk and uh, Miss Marvel, and this weird reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen with. I don't uh, understand. Why won't you just shut up, buddy? For the ad-free version of Hulu, but we get seven extra dollars. Because I mean, that's that that means they win. <laughs> that's that's what that means. All right. So are you synced up with me? This watch party function? Yes, I am. What's the last line I just said? Uh, conclude subject E57's quantum brain surgery. Now beginning post-operative observation. Okay, maybe. So I'm oh, 41 no, seconds. Out, no, no, it says we're out of sync. It says catch up. So let me catch up. All right. Oh, that's cool. It has a catch yeah. up function. Okay. All right, that's that's almost worth the trouble. Almost. Yeah. So now we see uh, Marie, right? Yeah. Doing, young, uh, young Marie, young Aluya, as kids in the lab, as lab rats. Yeah. There you go. See, there you go, listeners. It's almost worth all this trouble because, like, it lets it actually sync up. 
Yes, and then see, and then now we truly know that like what we're watching is the same in real time, and um, clearly Marie is a is a vegetable, but she's talking through uh, telepathy. Do you think this would have worked better? They should have put this in season one as opposed to wait until season two. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this backstory and their relationship. Like, what would have I think would have made this work is that like they during the fight in space between um soma and um and hallelujah like flashes of this would have appeared or this they could have just cut some of the like the dumb film or episodes like terrorism episode the clip show yeah (laughs) you know like there's so much there was there was space for this you know i think for some reason i guess another thing too is like this is supposed to be like that basis of when um you know, Alleluia is going to convince Soma Perez, and she she joins Celestial Being, and then she gets to pilot her own Gundam, but it's not really a Gundam. It's more like a a Jin version of a Gundam called the GN Archer. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there when we get there. And this is where the opening is. Uh, mm-hmm. If we had sponsorships, this is where we would plug in the sponsorship. Yes. But oh. We don't. We, so. I, we have we do have a sponsorship. We do have a sponsorship. So it's like, hey, are you tired of ODing? You need to go to your local corner store and get yourself a uh, Narcan. All right, the only way to prevent yourself from ODing. Narcan. Do 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 do. There this you go. Where, well, we'll see. I'm in negotiations for for uh, for Gunpla sponsorship. I'll let you know how it works out next episode. Okay. Hey, are you tired? Hey, are you tired of seeing the seams in your Gundams and your Gunplas? Well. Doesn't Tamiya uh, have the solution for you? Take your little nibs and you can cut them up into your Tamiya cement glue. And then oh, once you do that, wow. paste it onto your gunpla, stick it together, and it's going to adhere. And then you just sand it down. No more, uh, no more seams. Tamiya. I forgot. I can't. Glue. I forgot. There's probably a whole industry around gunpla, not just the gunpla itself, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like you got Tommy, you got Tommy, uh, different types of glues. You got like Mr. Hobby, um, Tamiya. Um, you have like Gundam markers. <laughs> so markers that allow you to uh, draw and color on the um, on the the plastic, as long as it's not painted. So That's just like uh, what you saw on Build Fighters is like pretty much what they is what they how do. Much, how much could that cost? Uh, well, the glue oh, itself, the glue itself would be is like five dollars. Um, the the marker, if you buy like the single thin black line marker, is like about three dollars. But if you buy like the colored pack, like twenty dollars <laughs> for like uh for like ten markers though. Oh wow! All right. That's uh, yep. That's that's something there. Yo, you saw that baby with all the flies on his face? <laughs> yeah, that was a little much. That, so, yeah, that, yo, that was Marina. a lot of flies. So it's just Marina summarizing what's happened to our country in this time skip. Long story short, it's it sucked for them. It's really sucked for them because <laughs> they're not part of the federation. Because why would they? Right. You know, they have, they're poor. They have nothing to offer. Exactly. Except for oil, but like we don't need oil anymore. We're a solar country now. We're oh clean. yeah, I forgot. This, I forgot this is a recurring gag. Yeah. This character whose name I forgot. She keeps asking, like, "Are you two lovers?" Oh my god. <laughs> and there's Sumeragi being still trucking to press lush in her quarters. Mm. And then here we see Lyle Delandy, the new lock on shadows, uh, practicing his uh, sniping. Yep. And- an important distinction they make that he's not as good. <laughs> but I mean, his accuracy is seventy-eight percent. Like that's that's amazing. We talking about it's only like that's only a C plus. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> in in a graded curve, that could be a B. Yeah, like if you're missed, like C plus, like seventy-eight, it means like basically one in one in three. You know, you're missing one in three. That's pretty bad. I mean, I should know because playing a lot of Pokemon. You never take like the thunder or blizzard moves because it's like one in three chance they miss. That's I mean, bad. that's why you got to teach your Pokemon lock on so they would never miss. Or you have to set it up where they never miss. Oh, like yeah, a rain here we dance. Go. This is, 
here's another big difference between Lyle and Neo. Lyle, Lyle's putting the moves already. Mm. And, you know, just like a Japanese show, she cries and she smacks him up. But he did it on purpose because he's like, yo, don't compare me to my brother. He's dead. I'm not. I'm here. Yep. So it justifies because this behavior doesn't really translate well to 2021, 2022. <laughs> no, it doesn't because because Lyle would have been me tooed. He would have been canceled so fast, but yes, he would have. It's okay. He was there intentionally because he wants people to hate him. It's not comparing <laughs> to his brother. And uh, this guy, man, you know I can tell they're they're bad guys because they have terrible hair. This, like, oh really... yeah, definitely like terrible hair, like. He, he like he has like this weird like blonde afro, but he's dumb pale. Mm-hmm. And then you got this other like silver hair bowl cut guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that 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 is the mark of true evil. When your hair silver silver and you have a bowl cut, yeah, you're not with anything. We should do that. We gotta make a, a comic or something where the tag the hero has a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> Change it up, but yep. They are the A-Laws, showing the A-Laws really suck. There's one or two good apples, but overall they kind of suck. Yeah, I, I predict these two episodes are just a lot of talking. This episode has some action, from what I recall, but it's, it's a lot of... Because, you know, we've had a lot of action-heavy the first three episodes, and now they're just kind of... Uh, gotta, they got to the budget catch-up for these four next, <laughs> next few episodes. All right. So right now they're talking about the celestial being that not moved by like war, but like in terms of personal effects, and they're about to trap them within the the strat, the straits of, I don't know, someplace in the in the Mediterranean. The Middle sea. East, which now they're not to like the politics of the tie that of course Catherine's in the Middle East. Right, and then you know you you see my guy, Mr. Bushido, aka Graham Aker. What? I don't. I I couldn't figure that out at all, man. It's so they hit it so well. I I know they did, man. Like it's crazy, but I had to spoil it for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then here we go. It's flashback. This is how you know that they're really trying to save Mike because it's like ten seconds or something like that. Five to ten seconds of just flashback. Yeah, here referring back to the the previous episode. Oh, and now here we have a mobile armor released from this uh dreadnought. That has been equipped with a GN driver. There's Soma and uh, Lieutenant Smiroff, who we're going to see more of soon except the series. All right, and now here we're with Louise, a uh, Warren officer who is, like, sitting in her bed just contemplating about life. Like, what choices has she made? And then, yep, Catherine. They're about to get their ass handed to them because, you know, they're, they're heroes who are not the protagonists. <laughs> you know, you know, like they're just not gonna. Yeah, they they much. never they're never gonna have a victory, especially with the mobile suits that they're using, which are like you know, mobile suits from five years ago. They're five years too late. They can't do anything about the GN drives. Well, they don't. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, yep. Here's a some putting us a backstory here. Of what happened with Marina? And, character whose name I shouldn't remember. Her her name is Glasses. <laughs> Bagane Chan. There we go. Uh I almost called her Fumitama, but no, that's the Iron Blood Orphans version. Yes, yes, that is. Alright, let's pay attention to see if he says her name. Let's see if Claus says her name. Nope, he doesn't. Do you think Claus is like based off of Claus Jansen, the inker for the Dark Knight? I think they just chose a German sounding name. <laughs> Uh, you know, another thing too, I do have the art book of the man who designed Exia here, uh, Kanatake Ibakawa. Is yeah. It, is it just, just Exia? He didn't design like all the stuff? No, so he designed, uh, Exia and its variants. So like Exia, Exia Avalanche mode, um, the double O. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else did he design? He also designed. He was the one who came up with the design for the Greys from Iron Blooded Orphan. I see. And he also did some of the designs for Gundam Build Fighter. I don't know. Oh, uh, I was gonna say you, you don't really come up with designs. They just face off existing gunpla. Am I wrong? Yeah, that? Yes, but they also have to have subtle differences that make them unique. Yeah, okay, like sure. the strike, the build strike 
um, is completely different from like the strike from uh, Gundam Seed. Alright, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I'm sure someone out there really cares about that difference. I do. Okay. <laughs> so we got we got uh, old Saji Crossroads. He's not being held in the whatever detention center place anymore. No, he's he's helping this doctor guy who we thought was a doctor, but he's a mechanic named Ian. Now we finally know his name. There's one thing I do like about season two. They actually give some time to flesh out the extra character celestial being. Yeah. Something that they probably could have found time to do in season one instead of all uh, the filler episodes. <laughs> but I guess it, better late than never, maybe. I, don't know. I guess another thing too was like they were saving like, oh yeah, this is the good stuff. We're gonna save this for the later season. Which is uh, always always the bad move. Always a bad move. But yeah, this is uh. Which you. Also, I'm trying to remember if like the the animations were consistent in season two. Like we, as much as we make fun of all the filler episodes, is it possible because like the they made a bunch of changes to the designs to make the animation easier? So, so I don't recall any such episodes in season two, right? Not that I could think of off the top of my head. But again, like I barely remember season two. Like I'm starting to remember now that I'm rewatching it. But other than that, nothing I can think of. Yeah, so maybe 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 they were right all along to like <laughs> to save to to save the money. Yeah, so we go, so we don't get like these stupid episodes that are clearly cost cutting measures. Yeah, I don't know. know. What do you think is an interesting trade off? It's like we'd rather have really good episodes with some really bad ones to make up for, it, or you want to keep it? Would you rather have a consistent medium? I- I'd rather consistent medium, so I'd rather like you know see twenty six episodes of like good all the way through. Well, they're not good. I say they're decent. Uh, in terms, I'm talking about in terms of animation. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, like, like I guess when I guess um, because when it comes to animation, like I have so many things that I hold up to a high standard. So, like, in my personal opinion, I'll say like Samurai Champloo is the top tier in terms of like animation especially towards the end um when they're fighting the uh the god hand or why can't why can't is it too much to ask just to have it high quality all the way through like i'm like that student you complained about it's like i just want i won't watch anything that's below akira level oh my god (laughs) i don't care that's a feature film give the money give the money it's a film their budget is different Hey, if Fooly Cooly could just say, let's make six awesome episodes instead of like stretching it out over 20 episodes, that's, you know, I'm fine with that. What was that? Fooly Cooly was Gynex, right? Yes. Okay. Like, oh man. I'm so weird. Six episodes. Maybe even two episodes. They're just awesome animation. Which is <laughs> <laughs> basically a movie at that point. Anyways, Pretty- point plot point. Aluya no longer has access to his quantum brainwaves because of. I'm assuming he took a brain injury in the final battle. Yes, the when he was uh, bleeding from his side, from his hallelujah yeah. side. So no, no hallelujah, no hallelujah for now. Yes. And you know, it's just a lot of uh, well, characters just kind of moping right now, to be honest. Pretty much. I mean, everything's depressing. I would, I would be moping too. But through this moping, they're gonna see the the light at the end of the tunnel, and then you know, everyone's gonna be back to the status quo again. Oh, so this is, if I recall, this straight, I think this is the one in the Persian Gulf. I was yeah. reading about it. This is actually a very important shipping channel. It is, because isn't that where the Evergreen got stuck? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that where, like, the Suez Canal is located I, in that no, area? The Suez Canal is in Egypt. Oh, it's in Egypt? Oh. But this is, like, you know, Persian Gulf, where, like, among other things, oil from Iran and Iraq get out to the rest of the world. Mm. If I recall. I mean, I don't know. Someone could correct us later if you're real. Okay. Photography nerd loser, you know. And- <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's really that into photography, right? Right. And then and now we see these uh this this giant MA which shoots torpedoes that are able to break through the GN uh the GN shield. Yep. It's pre- you know they presumably they move slow enough. Yeah. Which is uh I want to say it's a principle they stole from Dune. I could be. I don't know if the Dune was the first one, but it's definitely the most popular version of that. Is it? I've never heard of not, Dune not, before. Of course, not that Phil knows, because he 
has not watched the film or read the books. Nope. And illiterate mm-hmm. barbarian. Illiterate barbarian because I didn't read Dune. Uncultured swine. See, like the more you talk, the more like Dune can eat a fart. <laughs> anyway, there's something that really cool I like. I don't know if this is unique to Double O's that the, the, the torpedoes have like a, a foam or goo that hardens it. Is that is that something unique to this series or the other Gundam shows that done that? Uh, not that I can think of. Like when it comes to torpedoes. Yeah, resin on the hull, keeping the gun parts from opening. It's happened. If I recall, actually, that's what they did in season one to uh, Tyria. Tyria's, yeah, to keep it from um, transforming. Yeah, but there we go. This this Suragi, there we go. She's coming back in action. Right. Look at her. Coming back in the saddle here. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. Yep. This is actually, I do. This is one thing I do like about season two is that she actually has an arc. And she gets something to do. In season one, she's not really utilized very well. Mm. The only time we see her actively plan operations, the operations fail. True. There's something I thought a lot about in season two. There's one thing that makes it more interesting, and that season two, Celestial Being is the underdog, right? Yes. Uh, but that actually means that their conflicts are more interesting because there's actual tension. Because in season one, they either stomp everyone or they can stomp. <laughs> and there's not a lot of like strategy or actual tactics. For a season Uh-oh. two, they actually they actually have to. Yes, and then so now uh, Tiaria's Gundam's big face just opened, and he's pushing, and he activated his Trans Am, and as he's fighting this giant crab MA, I'm gonna call it the Cancer, because it reminds you the Cancer from uh, Gundam Wing. There's a line I did not like. I'm underwater, but at this range, because it's clear to explain to the audience. Mm-hmm. Why he can shoot underwater, but only only the audience needs to know that he does. There's no reason for him to say that out loud. You know, maybe he just wants to like hype himself up, like you know how you talk to yourself to be like, yeah, I can do this because you know X, Y, and Z because I'm the man. Yeah, I think you are stretching it just to justify <laughs> poor writing. Yeah, but this 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 point is actually cool. Uh, did you you think so? Oh yeah. The um <clears throat> setup for this I think is, is pretty dope, especially now seeing the uh Kyrios, you know, transform to its flight mode, activating Transam to bring it's not called Kyrios, it's called Solero. I mean sorry. What is it called? I think it's Arios. Arios, yes, you're right. Um to bring double O I was about to call it Exia too, to bring the double O to the to the surface in order to destroy the ship. Well, but he got tackled. Mr. Bushido. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All right, this got a little more. This got a little better now. <laughs> we got uh, a requisite char clone character. Yes. Because every gun of needs to have a char character. You know, it's funny because, like, well, I'm I, of course have the subtitles on, and um, as he's fighting, it doesn't say Mr. Bushido. It says Graham when he's do- <laughs> when he's talking. I mean, to be honest, like the show itself does not really try to hide it. Hmm. Because, you know, it's the same, the same voice, among other right. things. Right, right. Peacemaker makes a joke about that. Oh, like, really? When the character just, like, meets Vigilante out of costume. And just uh. immediately tells right away that he's Vigilante. Just, like, <laughs> well, like, among other things, it's, she recognizes the voice. Wow. Oh, see, Catheron shows up just to become dead. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they're, they, they're, they're kind of a role, right? They're a distraction. They are distraction. Yeah, they distract him by throwing their their corpses at them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Bushido is pretty mad and he doesn't get to fight that's in a... Yeah, oh, and the major just was able to, to shove this loss into uh silver bowl cut face. As yep. I watched this ad for Sebastian Stane playing uh <laughs> Tommy Lee and wow, it doesn't it doesn't pause the ad on my on my end. Oh, it doesn't. No, that's really weird. Oh, I thought it was supposed to. Yeah, it might have something to do with like the sinks. I don't know. Maybe next episode you should try sending it to me, see what happens. Okay. But yeah, it's the episode is playing while while you're watching. All right, so let me go ahead and catch up then. Oh, we're at the credits. So wait, did it catch? Did you catch up, or did it catch up for you? 
I I clicked it to catch up. Okay. Okay. I I guess that's the closest it does. (laughs) So there you go, listeners. Please give us seven more dollars per month so Phil can afford. So I can so I can buy Hulu without ads. No ads. Yes. Yes. Because if I do it myself, that means Hulu wins, and I don't want Hulu to win. It's only seven more dollars. Like, what can you, you know get what I, for seven more dollars a month? A Philly cheesesteak. I'd be very shocked if you can find one for only seven dollars. It's right down the block called Williams Philly cheesesteak. Is it actually good? It is very good. All right. Well, there you go. Cut the check. Cut Leon's, the check. Williams Philly cheesesteak. Get Atlanta. <laughs> Everyone go there. Get you know. Let them know you heard it here on the Bubble Soup Podcast. Yeah, where we talk about, you know what? Just for just for giggles, we should watch Code Geass. Uh, maybe if we run out of things to do. <laughs> I, man, I just that show. Man, there's just so many things. <laughs> Don't even get me started on like the things that that show went off the rails. Especially in season two, like season one, I thought was amazing. It was season two that I thought was like, why? I would go. I would go as far as calling that Riverdale of the Mecha anime. <laughs> and you can't see listeners, but Phil's breaking down right now. He's cracking up. That's funny. I uh, I would honestly put Riverdale of Mecha anime as Darling and Frank's. I don't think you've ever seen that show. No, I don't think I want to. Oh yeah, this is a funny joke. I do enjoy. Yeah. See Rocky's back. He's wearing a uniform, and she's making a joke about how it doesn't fit her. Yeah, it's a little tight. Look at look at that little midriff. But there you go. Ian compliments her, and her and her kid, her daughter calls his daughter calls her out. It's like that's sexual harassment, <laughs> Dad. Yeah. There you go, everyone. Woke celestial being is woke. <laughs> they were and then look at and look at Billy. He's like, yo, you took my feelings and crushed them like they were nothing. So I'm gonna get back at you. Yeah. I, uh... Let me ask. Like, I do. I can't. I don't really feel bad for Billy, but it's like you know. She did. She assessed the dental kind of dirty. <laughs> to be honest. Did she? Well, it's like she clearly spent five years not really telling. She showed up on his door, presumably, mm-hmm. and and like just didn't tell him what's going on. And he was kind of okay with it for five years because you know he just wanted he wanted to be more than just friends. And then the thing that really gets to me is that so just shows up. Yeah. And just spills all the info. <laughs> it's like you, you just like wow you could have not even not even pretended that could excuse just immediately spills out that he, she she was his horn enemy you know sometimes characters need to do stupid things in order to move the plot forward i guess we'll see we'll see well this, this the plot the billy thing doesn't really go forward in the, in the show it does because doesn't he doesn't he develop like a, a new type of weapon or something Maybe you're right. We'll get we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But yeah, that's a decent episode, surprisingly. Yeah. Some action, some some humor, uh, some action. It's actually like actually funny humor, funny comedy, not like cringy, not like the cringy Luis hot hot you know hot Saji stuff that was trying to be funny. It was mm. really, really not good. Right. But yeah, you know. <laughs> Some fun, some funny, some funny stuff. Especially because uh, I think this episode is not funny at all. <laughs> this guy with the purple hair's name is Revive Revival. Oh yeah, well, man, we'll get to that. We we'll get that because this is a uh, this episode was like kind of a barrel of laughs. This episode is uh, this. I mean, this episode coming up is not not so much. Right, and then we see uh, someone who may or may not be Ali Al Sanchez walk up to a Gundam throne. Oh, are you are you starting? Did you start? Uh, yeah, it already started. I thought oh, it's, wait, I didn't, it didn't start for me. I oh, I thought you con- I thought you controlled it. It doesn't. No, I don't control it. Oh wow. Oh, maybe because I'm not in the watch party. Oh wait. Oh yeah, there's no watch party. Oh. That's why we were doing it separately. All right. What else you having a watch party like? We'll see how this office <laughs> works out. Okay. All right. We probably should have tested this before we started the podcast. Yeah, that 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 would that would have been so much easier all right well now we know listeners now we know you know you live and you learn right this is is all about growing you're growing with us so we're all growing together you know everyone has to ride their own horses 
Exactly. So send me that link for that, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, what was that? Episode 5, right? Yeah, Homeland Burning. Okay. Start party. What's the synopsis? Having been rescued from near defeat by Catheron, the Ptolemyos II now takes refuge in a Catheron base in the Arabian Desert. Alright. Just sent it. Alright, so let's see. I wonder if it's gonna pause on on. Oh, because I'm I'm host. That's a good question. Yeah. We'll see. Um, still loading, still loading. Here we go. Join the party. See, this is. I don't really. I think this watch party stuff is a little overrated. I know everyone's on it during the first months of COVID, but whatever. I Wait mean, for the I host to start playing. I enjoyed uh, the watch party when it used to be on the Xbox 360 for Netflix because it was like more interactive because like your avatar would come and sit and watch the um, like a theater type setting. That sounds right. That sounds right. You 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 just have no fun. That's true. I actually don't like watching things of other people. See, but it wouldn't be like something like you're you're not gonna sit there and watch like you know the um I don't know the King's Speech, you know in a <laughs> in a Netflix watch party you're gonna watch something stupid like The Office. Argue, I would argue the King's Speech is stupid, but that's just me. I mean, I don't know. Like it, it's the same director like, who did Cats. Wait, really? Yes. Oh wow, that's mind blowing. That's the, that's that's why everybody thought he was a good director. But if you look at his cinematography, it doesn't make any sense. It was always there. His flaws were always there. Just nobody knew they were flaws at the time. Ah. Uh, I, I, I can go on about his direction style. Okay. There you go, everyone. Hot take. Lazy Miz sucks. <laughs> Not the play. Not the play. The play, I'm sure, is good. But, the, his, but the, movie. the movie version. Yeah. And the thing, is, the, the thing that annoys me, King's Speech beat out Social Network or Best Picture. Yes, it did. <laughs> it's such a better movie. Anyways. Uh, innovators. Uh... How do you how do you feel about them as antagonists? Uh, just Bunch a way to chew in like you know space magic, but without using space magic, it's space technology magic. But technology and magic are so close to each other. They all have multi- different multicolor hair. Yeah, you know my they're man's very, name is Revive. They're, they're Revive. a very anime antagonist, in my opinion. Uh, I just realized that Alleluia's hair is green. Oh really? Just yeah. Now. I just noticed that. I always <laughs> thought it was like brown. Years, after all yeah. these years. Yes. That makes me because I was thinking about this, like whether whether the ethnicities of the other meisters, because like Cessna is clearly from the Middle East. Yeah, I mean. Lyle and Neil yeah. are Irish. Irish. But like, well, Ollie has green hair. What? What group? This is the throws it out the window. Yeah. So I mean, his name is Hallelujah. Um, haptism. So, like, he's clearly Roman. I guess. I mean, this, this story is that he was, in sp- he was found in space. So it can really be from anywhere. <laughs> and then Tiaria is a man-made creation, so he has no race. Yeah. I mean, we tried the whole the whole ethnicity thing really goes out the window when you're watching anime because you know Everyone... just, by the, just by the style, they they all look kind of the same. So, yeah. Unless they're like, you know, a black person and it's like, oh yeah, this person is clearly black. Or when they're uh they have dark skin but also blonde. Oh yeah, then you're they're clearly from India. There you go, Melina. That's the that's the girl with the pig, Ian's the, Ian's daughter? Yeah, the curly hair things. The the pigtails? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess. I don't <laughs> I don't know those are technically pigtails because they don't they I mean, they can't p- exist. They clearly can't exist in real life. Only in they're anime. pigtails with uh, French curls. All right, whatever. Phil, Phil knows more about hair than I do. I mean, I have to draw it. I have to look yeah. up different styles. Yep. Got a whole reference on uh, black women hair. You know, that was actually a big thing because uh, video game. Some some video game programmers they just release a free library mm-hmm. of video game women hair no. models. Yeah. Because they were talking about, like, you know, just, there's just, it's like a form of discrimination that there's no good. They don't, they don't design characters with, like, black hairstyles in mind. 
No, they don't. Like, I mean, even you know, Mass Effect, as much as I love it, like, they, they are um, a part of well, that now as they do. Well. well, Mass Effect, the, new, the Legendary Edition has them now. Now they have them now, yes. Now Legendary Edition has those. I, so, I mean, I get I get, I get, get it, and I support it. Me, personally, I just put the, I just put a helmet on. Because <laughs> that's the thing about these games, it doesn't matter what you do, you have to wear the helmet for the stats. You, But you can always make the helmet invisible now but like a lot of games they didn't do that you have to keep the helmet off for the stats yes that is true like same thing with dark souls like dark souls like i always had the helmet on like i didn't really care what i made underneath like usually it would be like a blue person who looks like crazy (laughs) it doesn't matter because most of the time you're just gonna keep your head covered because you need the stats if anyways why people are wondering why we're talking about this they're just talking (laughs) it's just me me and Catherine. Shirin, that's that's her name. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very Middle Eastern name, but yeah, it is it is like thirty years in the future, so. <laughs> I also like that, like the contrast, Celestial being the color of Castron is just brown. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything is just brown. They're trying to make it military realistic, brown yeah, and grays. But then why is Celestial being has like all these different colors in the rainbow? Because they're Power Rangers. The kids don't have they're dressed colorfully. Yeah. And then Oh uh, that's trick that triggers sets of the seeing kids. <laughs> you know, because Alright, so then now Sessano realizes they tell him like, yeah, no, we're just taking care of the orphans. They're not child soldiers. Yeah, because you know, they kind of they don't really have they don't have money and yeah, there's a lot of talking. Again, the budget, yeah, budget. But this is, if you're gonna save the budget, this is how you should do it. For actual like character interaction, as <laughs> to uh, flashbacks and summaries and clip shows. I don't think any of the late, none of the later Gun of the series do clip shows anymore, right? Oh, they do. Was there one in Iron Blood reference? There is. Oh, I must have skipped it. Because Bill Fighters didn't have one, but that was only one season. That's only only one season. Like, what are they going to have a clip show about? Well, you know, the Clerks cartoon, they made a joke about it. The second episode was a clip show. Wait, really? You don't remember that? It was like half clips from the first episode, but also clips of new footage. No, I don't. It was was really funny. And and everyone everyone made a big deal with Community did that, but the Clerks cartoon did it first. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I was thinking about watching Community over again. I, I just might do it. Either that or just, you know, skip around and just watch the season finales. I mean, skipping around is probably best because there's a lot of duds. And it doesn't really find its footing until late season one, early season two. Right, because, like, they were... It's always interesting watching the, the first season of these NBC shows and they, like, fall flat, like Parks and Rec, uh, Community... Hell, even The Office, like, they changed it up after their first season as well. Yes, it's a, it's an argument I make for people who, like, no, you have to, like, it, you have to give TV shows a chance. You know, they take time to grow, not just give it up. Can't give it up right away. You are spoiled. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bushido here is talking up. He's talking, he's, he's talking that talk. Yeah, because he's got, he's got, he's a. He's like the special exception to everything. He literally has a license called the One Man Army license where he can go, where he himself is above the A-laws. Yeah, and we see that because I think it's either this episode or later where he literally does a big part of the fight because there's no Gundams. Exactly. Because he can just do whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) When there's so much oversight, there's no accountability. Yep. That's uh, it's a very like the thing about Mr. Bushido, and we'll get to that at the end. It's like he's a very Gundam, is <laughs> a very Gundam character. Yes, he, like this character would not make any sense outside of Gundam. He 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 was driven by the love of Gundam to the, and then like his love turned into hate because of what the Thrones did, and now he's just straight up and obsessed. He just, and he just kind of has his own thing going on. It's nothing to do with the rest of the storyline. Yeah, look at that, uh, the kids. They draw. That's what you want to do in your. I find it cracks me up that like the rebel terrorist group. They have a special kids room. 
<laughs> where everyone's just drawing and painting on the walls. Yeah, where where else are you gonna put them? You're gonna put them in a hangar to draw on your mobile suits? No. Imagine seeing seeing a, a flag fly with like a kid's son <laughs> or like some sort of giraffe animal. I mean, uh you know, I imagine it like just I just think like a group like this is like pressed for space. You know, they just need to use up every resource in every space. They have an entire room yeah. just for the kids to play in and draw on the walls. Yeah. Oh, boo, boo, Saji. <laughs> right here. This is actually making me this me off right now. Saji's just being self-righteous and blaming, blaming, getting mad at Setsuna. Yeah. He's, you know, he said the children are your victims, too. And, uh, yeah, boo, boo this man. Boo. Uh, yeah, this is the episode where Saji gets his big confidence, actually. <laughs> I recall. And he gets it. He really, they really show him up. You, how do you feel about his position in uh, this point in the show? Saji is supposed to be the everyman, but it's kind of hard to be the every the everyman that you agree with when you already know the backgrounds to everything. Yeah, this is what I was talking about, like one of my complaints earlier on, that like it's really hard to sympathize with him as the audience because we know. Celestial being, we know everything about them. Right. So like we just we just sit there and boo this man at every turn he makes. <laughs> Even yep. when he starts to pilot the 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 riser. Uh, and, the, the... You know, and he's not really wrong exactly either. No. <laughs> you know? Like in real life, we like if this conflict were real, we would all be Saji. Oh yeah, definitely. Know? But it's not real. And it has giant robots. So we boo this man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, there's the big reveal. Well, not really a reveal, but we should probably talk about that. Uh, Leo, the big difference between Neil and Lyle. Lyle, Lyle Delaney is a, is a member of Catherine. Yes, and he's just he's he's working the inside of um, celestial being. See, this that would have been a much more interesting character arc than what they actually give him is that he has to choose between his loyalty to celestial being or Catherine. Mm-hmm. And instead. They give him a kind of lame storyline. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's I would call I would probably call it the weakest part of season two. Yeah, and then like Saji's an idiot. He's like, oh my god, Celestial Being, Catherine, they're the ones that cause the fighting. What are they doing? How dare they cause this fighting? They're like, yo, don't you realize the world that you live in was corrupt? I mean, of course you didn't, because you lived in your cushy Japanese apartment, you know, going to university and whatnot. Yep. And you got dumped by his girlfriend and all that. But there we go. He's like, oh, I'm F this. I'm out of here. I'm going to leave. And then the Catherine guy, thinking that he's actually part of Celestial Being, just gives him a free pass. Yeah. Like, this scene here kind of reminds me of the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam where they were, um, when Amuro leaves the white base to go, like, bum around in the desert and runs into Rambaral. Oh, the first time. Doesn't he leave multiple times? <laughs> Uh, does it multiple times? I thought it was just that one time. There's like, there's like one where he like deserts. I know there's one where he leaves to go visit his mom. Oh, visit his mom, yeah. But, and he gets yeah. beat up by those Federation officers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this, this, this is evoking a lot of that sentiment right now. Saji being, yeah, because like you know, at that Avaro was supposed to be like just the everyday. He was he was literally just the average kid thrust into the middle of this conflict. Yes, he just happened to be a super genius who knew how to reprogram and pilot the Gundam. And yep, uh, unsurprised, nobody's surprised except Saji. Saji gets picked up by the Federation forces and uh, they're questioning him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're just beating him up. <laughs> wow, they're just like, yeah, you know. I feel like if there was like a defund Alos group in this setting, they probably just would have been arrested right away. Oh no, they would have been they would have been shot on the spot. Yep. And yeah, there's the only good person, one of the few good people, it's uh Major Smirov talking to Saji here, and you know, this is a nice interaction. I like this character a lot, Major Smirov. Yes. It's like, oh yeah, this guy was a part of Catherine. What? What do you mean? No, I just, I was accused and they shot this guy I worked under. Like, I don't even, uh, like, just the other day, I was just working in space and now I'm on Earth doing all these things. You bastard. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking right now, Saji is that Eric Andre meme of, like, on the stage, you know? <laughs> like, and he shoots Hannibal Burst. 
yeah, this is like, you know, it's like, why, like, why do they blame me? I'm not Captain. Yeah. Oh, but there we go. There's like the douchebag A-Law listening in on, on the interrogation. Mm. So it's, uh, I thought that was convenient as a way to like take the, uh, to make Major Smiroff not look so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he never looked bad to begin with. I, was he even a part of A-Laws? He was wearing an A-Laws uniform? Oh, you're right. No, yeah, he's not part of it. He's just part with his other military force that's, like, escorting him. Yeah. Yeah, Soma, Soma Pires, is, is part of the A-Laws. And his son, She's a part of the A-Laws. Yeah, the son is, his son is part of the A-Laws as well. Yes. Yeah, there we go. This is uh, Double talking about the morals and ethics of automated drone warfare before... No, no, they would have been. Doing no, it no, 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 no. We still, we still had drone warfare. But this one, it, it had not entered public consciousness yet at this point. I don't think. Not as deep as it is now. Yeah, I mean, it really escalated during the Obama era because he escalated to the drone strikes. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as <clears throat> making the, the news as much in the Bush era at this point. Because mm. you know, corporate mainstream news sucks. Uh, <laughs> But there we go. This is uh Yeah, there we go. Colonel Sparrow's son, our first major our first major look at him. What do you think about what do you think what do you how do you feel about this character? He looks nothing like Smirnoff. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look related. I assume he take the hazard he, he I assume he after his mother. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that's what I thought uh, too. Other than that, how did you feel about this character? Like he hates he hates the major, he blames him for We'll find out he blames him for his mother dying, but he also thinks he thinks his uh you know his his father's a douchebag. Mm. Oh, look, smearing off, smearing off, smoke this guy. He's like, how dare you? Yeah, punching the soldier spy on him. Yeah, you know, he actually has morals, unlike everyone else in the, in the Earth Federation military. Right, he's like, oh, we have to report everything. A laws, I tell you to report. I'm the commanding officer. How dare you? I would punch him again on the floor, knocking him out, throw him in the brig. So see, like, this is the reason why. I think it's another misstep is that we're supposed to feel sympathetic towards his son, Andre Smirnoff, but because we've gotten to know the major so well, we know right, as a father really figure guy. towards uh, some of here is like, uh, are you really talking about the same guy? Yeah. Plus, you know, that he actually cares about the soldiers and he has like a code of honor when he fights the Gundams. Yeah. That we know, like we, we like him too much and we, the son just comes off kind of like a douche, a douchebag. <laughs> It doesn't really improve to give the giveaway the receipt. He doesn't really get better. Oh, he doesn't. No, I I mean I know he sort of redeems himself in the movie debatably, depending on your point of view. I don't remember the movie like that. I just remember Graham coming through like I'm here, young man. I would have known. I never got that far into the movie. So, but yeah. Oh yeah. I, a, I remember the ending. There you go, Catherine. You're you're kind of screwed right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, celestial being is God. Alos know where they are. Yeah, like I believe in I believe in celestial being. Yeah, you believe you believe in a uh, higher power. Uh oh, things are falling, crushing people. All right, they got blue Terrans. So Catheron's colors are blue. The Alos are red. They just yep. smoked that one Terran. And uh, yep, there's a few a few of the soldiers are like commenting how one sided it is. That's how you know they're good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, they also have no bowl cuts and they don't have really bad hair as well. <laughs> and here we go. Here, here's uh, how you know they're really evil to drop off. The automatons we saw the first ep- the first episode of the season. The CG automatons, mind you. Right. Yeah, they kind of remind me of the uh, the Ghost in the Shell robots. Uh, oh, the the Tachikomas? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Oh man, just massacring, massacring everyone right here. So many, so many war crimes. <laughs> and you know, you know, and who, who's the blame? Oh, oh, Saji Crossroads. Word. Uh, have there been no ads for you? Uh, no, there have been. Okay, cause it's it's kept playing for me. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't I haven't had an ad in a while actually. I just oh. had the the one. Yeah, that's really weird. That's really interesting. I don't know how this watch party function really works then. Yeah. It, it's still. Are we, are we synchronized? 
Yeah, we are. Because uh, Mr. Bushido was like, yo, I'm out of here. I don't like this. Yeah, Oh, man. And now we're seeing the automaton slaughter Catherine. Is this something a human beings would do? As he pulls out his, his double pistols using gun fu. Yep. That's uh, Lyle. Lyle's not happy. Yeah. Oh. Look, look at the Arios uh, use his, his pincer attack. I have to and... admit that. I have to admit that. That looked actually cool. <laughs> that yeah, it did. Because we don't really see it. We don't really see him fight in the jet plane mode, right? No. Yeah, it looked, it, it, that was actually legitimately cool. And um, Sir V uses a spirit bomb, and Soma Pierce is just standing there. No, and, I think that's uh. You're right. It is Soma. I thought no, it was it's Soma. Luis Halaviv. No. Because like she has like a a special ship, so like she has like the yellow trim. Yeah, but this is a, this is actually a good moment because we haven't really seen Lyle do that much, and he's actually like really understandably very angry. Yeah. Like I said, this if this was his character arc, that would have been so much better for the season. Mm. But yeah, there we go. War is bad, everybody. War is bad. War is bad. And you know Spidey, what makes Spidey, war even worse? come along. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming the automatons are not for sale <laughs> as a model or anything like that, right? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. If it is, it would be like in a bonus pack. Okay. That'd be kind of like how pretty, the, that'd be pretty terrible. Kind of like how the mobile workers, like you could buy mobile workers from IBO. Did the company that make the Gunpla also make the character figurines, or is that someone else? Uh, somebody else. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, look at look at Saji. Look at Saji, yeah. It's all his fault. Look, look, look at that guilt on your face because you talked about them. You you killed those kids. You got those kids' bloods on your hand. Yeah. So yeah. when I said, like when I said, like he gets his comeuppance, he really gets his comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was actually done really well, to be honest. Yeah. No, this was a good episode. Yeah. Like he, you really forced this character who. Very judgy and self righteous, but it's very naive. You get to see it's a rude awakening. Right. Get to see like, oh yeah, like even like telling proper authorities like they're just gonna commit genocide. Yep, mass murder. It's uh, yeah, it's a nice way to like redeem a character that nobody likes. A lot better yeah. than like a trainee siblings way, which is just kill them off. Yeah. Oh, it says start a new party to watch the next video together. Oh, see, look, it even um, it even lets you know. Yeah, it's letting me know too. That's weird. You, it did at no point it stopped for me because because you have an ad. Because I had ads. Yeah. Excuse well, me. Well, we'll keep it. We'll stick with it for the next set, I guess, for now. Yeah. I mean, this this was this was fun and convenient. I'm not gonna lie. We can also chat, right? We can chat yeah, later. we can chat. Yeah. Let me see. There we go. Ah, uh, yeah, very mature. Oh no, I you misspell smell. Yeah. <laughs> so you automatically lose. <laughs> uh. And uh, yep, we got it for the end credits, and we're gonna go into the the after credits sequence. Yeah. did it. did it first before Marvel. Well, technically, this. Uh, no, no. Technically, this they would have. Iron Man came around this time. Uh, but also we had after credit season uh, X Men. I was gonna say it goes all the way back to Ferris Bueller, but whatever. Oh, there was an after credit scene in Ferris Bueller. Yes, you don't know. Well, we'll talk mm. about it later. Here we go. The big, the, the, the title of the episode right here. Yeah. Is, uh, I was honestly on fire. This is the, this is that community meme right now. <laughs> <laughs> like walking in, it's walking in, and everything's everything is destroyed. Oh look, it's a gun dome. In that color, guns. it's Aliel Sanchez. He survived. The enjoyment factor of the show goes up now that he's back in the picture. Yes, everyone's favorite villain. Yep. It'll be it'll be some fun now that he's around. Oh, I does. Well, I guess I guess some people would say it makes Lock On sacrifice meaningless, but I guess that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, it is because like we didn't really know whether or not he was dead. Yep, and you know that like he kind of died for nothing, but that's kind of how good of it is. Lock actors do die for nothing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, any any final thoughts on this pair of episodes? 
they were good. Nice, nice setting up points. We get to see a little bit more of Catherine and getting an understanding of um, their role in all of this. They're just bodies to be thrown at the A-laws to <laughs> yeah. allow Celestial Being to escape or distract and kill. Yeah, but we actually feel bad for them. Well, in theory. I really theory. do not. I, in, every time I watch this, I don't actually feel that attached to them. Yeah, neither do I. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had it coming. Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew what you signed well, up for. Well, I think the issue is that none of the characters we actually care about, like Sharon, actually die. It's just faceless Catherine people. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's an episode for your... That's the end of our episode. And on that note, I'm Eric Wong. I'm Phil Fleming. And... This week's Mobile Suit of the Week is... Give me one second. I was going to say, I have one all prepped up. If you can, oh, do you? Yes. Please, Eric, go ahead. <laughs> oh, really? Are yes. you really sure? You're really I'm sure? very sure. Yes, so we can all laugh. So what is... Phil, Phil doesn't have one ready. I got one ready. So this week's Mobile Suit of the Week. I'll send a link to Phil here. It's the Kuba 03 Bear Guy 3 <laughs> from Gundam Build Fighters. Uh, I want to highlight this. So it is not technically a Gundam, but for all intents and purposes, it might as well be. Because in, in, in the series, Bill Fighters, they don't fight with Gundams, so they're just toys. But the toys can, are animated like to be like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament stuff. Anyways, this is the customized Gunpla of Chita Kusaki, the female character who has a crush on the main character. Yeah, Sayori. And uh, it has three beam cannons, two in his arms, one in its mouth. The beam cannons are capable of generating beam sabers. Uh, very important is that uh, the character Cheetah is in the art club. So she's very good at uh, decorating and drawing. So this this uh, this gun, though, looks like a giant yellow teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> with a ribbon. And I, I, dug, I did some digging. It's actually based... This whole thing is based on a on a meme slash joke in the Gundam fandom. Is that um, there's there's an actual model suit all the way back from the original Gundam. It's called um, AC guy, a, a guy. I don't yeah, know. A guy. A guy, guy. Which is just like a brown version of the um, you know that suit that Phil knows that yeah. I know. Yes, the big guy with the with us, but it has a Cyclops eye because it's a Xeon mobile suit. Yeah, and there's like apparently there's like some joke that originated that like people thought it looks cute because I guess it looks like a bear, and then mm-hmm. someone drew like drew it to look like a bear, and that just became its own thing about like bear this bear Gundam suit, and then Bill Fighters made it to a real thing, the Bear Guy Three. This is the <laughs> special part. The special part why I want to highlight the Bear Guy Three is that in the fight against the other Gunpla, whatever it's called. Because Cheetah is a, is a really bad fighter. She's an inferior fighter. She has no she has no real training. She's new at this. And she almost loses, except that when her Bear Guy 3 gets under attack, its attack is repulsed because she filled the Gunpla with a bunch of cotton. Because <laughs> she came up with this backstory that's like a teddy bear that became a Gundam. So she filled it to match it to get into the mindset. She filled it full of cotton which uh, allowed it to repel all its uh, opponent's physical attacks. Yes. And could not be damaged, and she was able to turn the tables. I just want to say that's uh, that's that's a one-up on every other Gundam in, in the franchise. Even the uh, Hurricane Gundam and Tequila Gundam. Well, we never, seen the, we never saw the Hurricane Gundam in action more than like a couple seconds. But I, mean, I bet you, if that Gundam was filled with cotton, it probably would have won. Mm. If Tequila Gundam was filled with cotton, it would have won. So there you go, I, people. Against the main character, really? Yes. Okay. I mean, the lesson is, and the thing is, it wasn't intentional. She she didn't do it as some tactical ploy. She was just really committed to her art, which is the lesson I want to impart on everyone today. Commit yes. to your art, put cotton in your gunpla. There you go. That's what everyone should do when you buy your building gunpla models. <laughs> just take them apart and fill them with cotton. Fill them with cotton. <laughs> Maybe I should do that with the suits I have. Yeah, you sure. And like, tell me what, tell me how it goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe you should you should do it on yours first, Phil. Uh, I'm not doing it on that because I I told you I, my Leo is made to, for me to customize. Well, you customize it with Phil, Phil, you know, cotton. Let's see what happens. Uh, 
I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna fill it with hopes and dreams of every Leo pilot and Gundam wing who gets mercilessly slaughtered. 